Sonic Microphone, on. Welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC hit series, Doctor Who. I'm Sean, Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Series 13, Episode 1 of Doctor Who. Breaking oh. news. Yes. The reaction was, what the? Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah, first we find out that Series 13 is only going to be six episodes, and it's serialized series instead of episodic so that was a head scratcher that we learned over the summer but the latest news is even more head scratching as russell t davies is making a return to flagship bbc sci-fi show doctor who as showrunner 12 years after he left the role the bbc has announced what Yes, Davies will succeed Chris Chibnall, who previously announced he will hand over the keys to the TARDIS next year. The show celebrates its 60th anniversary in 2023. We're going to get a big anniversary thing. Probably. Now, the curious point to all of this is that, of course, Russell Davies owns Bad Wolf Productions. And Sony is in the process of trying to buy that. Really? Yes. Oh. So there could be a whole completely different future for Doctor Who. And it is reported that BBC will lose approximately 40 million pounds, I believe the number was, because it's not being produced by them. It's being done by Bad Wolf. Oh, interesting. But I feel like they would still make a ton of money off it. Oh, I'm sure they will. The way it's all done production-wise and stuff overseas, I know is different. Yeah. So I can't really speak on anything. But this was just weird, too, because the episode was so early because it was on Sunday here in the States. Right. And it played so early in the day. Right. And it took me a few hours to ponder why they were showing it so early in the States. And I think it was because they didn't want people being spoiled, so they aired it when they did here in the States to coincide when it was being aired in the UK. Oh. See, I didn't honestly had no clue why. Right. I was just like, this is so weird. And I'm thinking, all right, it would be really strange that a show is actually like, well, you know, it's Halloween. So maybe we won't play it during trick-or-treat hours, but I'm like, that wouldn't make sense. I mean, not really. Right. But I guess it makes sense that they didn't want, like, spoilers to slip out, because I know that's happened to us a couple times. Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah, stuff slips out that, that has aired because we have a time delay, but... I mean, I try not to just look at it, although sometimes it's so tempting. Yes. (laughs) 
Well, was there any ratings this week? Or is uh, no, they don't come out. Yeah, they don't come out. Yep. I'm kind of surprised because we haven't gotten ratings for a lot of our shows lately. And then I just figured this would be one that would pop in early for some reason. Right. <laughs> well, let's jump into the first episode of this series. Season? Yeah, a little bit of everything. The Halloween Apocalypse. Very apropos, since it was on Halloween. On Halloween, all across the universe, terrifying forces are stirring. From the Arctic Circle to deep space, an ancient evil is breaking free. And in present-day Liverpool, the life of Dan Lewis is about to change forever. (laughs) Uh, That's the best I can do with an echo, sorry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ever, 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 ever. (laughs) Okay, like I said, the opening, like, reaction that I'm giving you. Yeah, initial reactions are what the is going on here. a lot of that, because I almost feel like, okay, are they throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks? Because we had a whole lot of baddies in this one. Yep. And I was so confused with some of it. Like, I still, I'm scratching my head. That's all I'm saying. So if anybody else out there is going, yeah, you know what? You're not alone in that. Right. Let, let us, us know. know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know that I'm not just like, what? what just happened? So we open with the doctor and Yaz hanging upside down over a pool of acid, courtesy of Carvinista. I probably said yep. that wrong. A dog-like alien. Now, first of all, that just kind of made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> dog-like aliens going to be mean. Come on. Yeah. I-, I go for bat for you for every time that they kill you off in some show. Not cool, man. But Carvinista apparently times it so they'll drop into the acid while he travels to the final hours of Earth. What? What? (laughs) He's the bad guy? We're starting right away with the bad guy? Holy cow. Right. Yeah. They're like, hold on a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. He's like, oh, and if you try to do anything, my discs will kill you if this doesn't. And then on top of it, the planet's going to be destroyed. What? What? Like, this just sounded like super, like, crazy, evil henchman kind of thing happening. Right. And you figure, okay, as soon as they escape, we'll get a 12 hours earlier or something to fill us in. But no. (laughs) Nope. We're just going right into it. But after he departs, Yaz and the doctor make their getaway by clinging to the metallic bar that was holding them by their ankles, which, how the heck did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, how gravity works on that planet, apparently. So the pair finally wind up on the TARDIS and get out of their cuffs because they were, of course, voice activated. But I loved how, like, release, it's not working. Oh, maybe I was Scottish when I had these. Yes. <laughs> that just cracks me up because it's... It's like a little nod to like, okay, yeah, I don't always just have this accent. And I kind of wanted her to be like, was I American? What do I have to do? You know, something. Right. But it, they open up when she says relief. I'm like, all right, were you slurring your words? Were you yeah. thinking what's happening here? <laughs> but the next thing we know, we find out the doctor and Yaz must travel to the end of the time, I guess, for the planet for one more world-saving mission. Well, that just sounds easy, right? Right. Right, but it it wasn't. (laughs) It never is. But next thing we know, we arrive in Liverpool in 1820. What? Yeah. (laughs) Again, this is where I was starting to go, I'm getting confused. Why are we jumping back and forth? Right. I'm sure they'll explain it, right? Now, I will tell you, (laughs) I did not realize, because I may have known that this was going to be a six-episode series. Right. But I didn't realize 
it was one giant arc. Right. Yeah, one big story. Right. So when that happened, and then by the end, I'm going, uh, what? <laughs> so I'm like, did I miss something? Did my recording not work right? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I lost a few hairs scratching my head, wondering what the <laughs> hell was going on. I'm telling you, between the way this is starting off... And the way work's going, I'm going to be full-on gray by the end. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, I need some major hair coloring. Anywho, the man in charge in 1820, who has a group of workers trying to create some like crazy outlandish contraption, which all I kept thinking of was the giant Cyberman. Right. He just kept saying something cataclysmic lies ahead. Okay scratching my head some more we've been in the past a couple times with craziness abound so yes what is this about and how would he know yeah that's the other thing but like i said with so many baddies running around this episode who knows yeah (laughs) very true later on we're back in present day liverpool and we see dan lewis at the museum of liverpool giving a tour and I'm thinking, oh, okay, he must be a teacher or something. Nope, he's nope. not an official tour guide, a teacher, nothing yeah. like that. Because his friend Diane, who apparently works there, stops him and is like, gonna get banned. But yeah. I understand. It's like, these are all my friends, whoever. I can talk to whoever I want. But at the same time, uh, hello, if he's giving this tour and you're, I don't know what they're called, proctors? I think, who are supposed to give the tours, aren't Yeah, it could be. Uh, maybe just hire him. Right. But apparently, these two have a not-a-date. <laughs> right, yeah. Not-a-date <laughs> plan for the evening for some Halloween drinks. And sounds good. And I'm like, why are we watching this? Because, again, didn't think, didn't dawn on me that this is our newest member of the team. Right. Because that was announced last year. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't thinking because I'm like, why are we finding out about this guy's not dating life? Yeah. Because meanwhile, we have the doctor who has a vision of, was it, is it the swarm, swarm? I don't know officially. I think it's just swarm. Swarm. A quite formidable nefarious villain in prison since the dawn of the universe. What? And she doesn't know who he is. Right. So that really had me like, wait, what? I'm going to say that a lot this episode. I think you Oh, yeah. Because There's I'm no sure doubt everybody about was that. right there with me. Yeah. So the guards were checking out Swarm's prison to see if everything's still Containment. <laughs> yes, containment. Thank you. The official word. And the containment wasn't containing. No. Because that's when he called out for the doctor. Well, not quite. After he incinerated the guard. Now, was the one guard who was looking at him, like, her eyes looked weird, right? Like, I felt like the eyes... I don't know why, if it was just the lighting, but I swear, like, the whites of her eyes kept, like, rippling. Huh. I'm like, maybe it's the lighting, but then again, I watched it on my computer, everyone, so maybe it was Right, yeah. <laughs> but it looked so funky, like, it just looked like it was rippling, and it could have totally been lighting. But I was like, is she supposed to be a different type of, like, alien, too? What? What is happening? Right, yeah. But I don't it, get Yeah, they both look the way doctor. too human to be guarding this guy since the beginning of time. Right. And the bad guy even says that the one had been watching him for millennia. Right. So So they definitely aren't human, (laughs) even though they look like it. Well, maybe they have time travel. Maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're Time Lord, which would really start throwing a wrench in everything. Oh, yeah. What the heck? But back on the TARDIS, the Doctor and Yaz notice a mysterious black goo, which the Doctor looked a little worried, but of course said she wasn't. Right. And Yaz knew she was. 
Well, good. At least Yaz is picking up some signs because, hello, what is that stuff? And we get to go back to Earth because we were really bouncing around. Yeah. And we have Dan greeted by Carvanista, who ends up taking him hostage after he broke into his back door. Right. Which I thought was funny because it was right after some trick-or-treaters and then some guy who was going around to, like, egg houses. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I love Dan's like, you're paying for that door. Wow, that's a really good costume. That's like <laughs> real fur. <laughs> because it's like a giant dog. It's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I was getting so many different movie feels. Like Star Wars, I got Marvel in this episode. This was, thing was almost like Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm just like, this is going off the rails already. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's entertaining. We have the TARDIS then landing in Liverpool, and the Dr. Sonic Screwdriver leads them to Dan's house. Oh, great. Shouldn't be too bad, except the Doctor discovers alien tech and deduces that Whoever lived there, who she finds out was Dan, was kidnapped. And then suddenly, hey, look at this this really fancy laptop. What's going on? Oh, it's not his. Crap, run. And then yeah. the house shrinks. It's like this teeny tiny house. Yes. <laughs> Smaller than a dollhouse. You could hang it on your Christmas tree. Right? Like a <laughs> pocket size or something. And I'm thinking, would they have shrink if they were inside? And I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> Would they have been able to get the TARDIS in there, like, like shrunk down and then, like, bring them back normal? Or that would have really been weird. Otherwise, it'd have been these teeny tiny things running around. Yeah. <laughs> oh Who shrunk gosh, the doctor? Just, yeah, I just <laughs> picture this being a whole episode. Yep. The next thing we know, we're down at the Arctic Circle where a couple finds a peculiar device emitting a signal. And it took a minute because I didn't realize that they were, like, in the Arctic Circle. And I'm like, what are they doing? Because then the woman promptly smashes the device. I just thought it was a couple, like, I don't know, having some lunch or because they were looking for peppers. Right. So I didn't think anything of it. But apparently that was only supposed to go off in the event of something super catastrophic. So that had me a little worried. But yet the guy's like, eh, all right, walks away. I feel like that's a bad idea. Right. I think he should have questioned her. Why did she do that? What does she know about it? Right. Where's the backup? Yeah. And next thing we know, we are back on Kevinista's ship because, well, I shouldn't say back on it for the first time. Because Dan wakes up and he is, well. Locked in a up. cage. <laughs> yeah, in like an electrified cage. And this canine alien plans to take Dan off world, but won't say why. And I love he's like, I'm going to report you. He's like, to who? <laughs> and, uh, I'm just thinking, this guy's a jerk. I don't want to deal with him. He's definitely got to be one of the bad guys, right? Doesn't exactly. Still thinking that guy. way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we've got possibly three. <laughs> bad guys like, on the loose <laughs> yeah it, it's getting like to be a crazy number yeah okay let's just keep those tally marks going how many bad guys yeah i kind of felt like <laughs> we were dealing with um the silent marks to oh try to gosh. remember how many times we've been through this well i feel like it just starts getting weirder i shouldn't say start it just keeps getting- yeah it just keeps Sorry. getting weirder yeah, it's like, because Jazz and the doctor are kind of arguing about keeping secrets on Earth, and Claire approaches. 
And I honestly had her go back like three times. I'm like, did she say Claire or Clara? Right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is this some like older version of Clara? What? But it's Claire. And again, okay, I had visions from Blink because yes. Claire knows the doctor from the past. Oh, we haven't met yet. I kind of wanted the whole wibbly-wobbly thing to be said. Cause yes, because it was definitely timey-wimey. Yes, because David's my doctor. But, and, oh, okay, great, we haven't met, but we will. And, oh, I understand, you have to go. And, of course, Yaz is not even, like, thinking about what's happening right now. She still wants to know why the doctor's hell-bent on targeting Carvanista and, you know, what is it you're hiding. I get that, but you were like standing here in front of somebody who says she knows you guys from the past. Don't know her yet. Maybe right. you might be a little interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> that might take importance. <laughs> like, come to the now, yes, come to the now. But the doctor's like, I, I really have to go. And I guess we'll see you soon. Which I get she doesn't know what's going on because she doesn't know her. At least 10 had a file given to him. To right. <laughs> But then we see Claire, what did she say exactly? I took the long way home. Yeah. Which I thought was something that was said, and I couldn't remember by whom before. Do you remember offhand if it was like Clara or the doctor or uh, Sally? From no, the um, the character that went off with um, Clara in the diner TARDIS. Oh. Um, <laughs> Macy Williams' character. Yeah, because... <laughs> I forget what she ultimately had called herself. It was like her or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, huh. That would really be weird if that's supposed to be her, like somehow flip, but forgetting what who she was. Right. Oh my gosh. Really? I and it flow just keeps getting stranger. Yes, because Claire <laughs> spots a weeping angel on her way home, which I totally have flinched when I see that. Yeah. <laughs> like graveyards, like, oh, oh okay, yeah. But okay, now we we're her. up to four bad guys. Yeah. And we see her fidgeting with her key ring while trying not to blink. So she knows about the weeping angels. Which yes. Again is strange. Yes, it is. How would anybody know? Suddenly, of course, we see the angel's face contort because she was almost in the house. Yep. Actually, she was technically in the house, but she failed to close the door fast enough. And, well, when the we angel think it didn't face, end well for Claire. Yeah, because the door swings open. It's like, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Hurry up, close the door. <laughs> so, all right. Weeping angels. Dog guy. The swarm. Weird black goo. Because then I, we how did I forget to mention this? When they were going in and out of the TARDIS, like the door kept moving or having extra doors and it was just very strange. Yes. The TARDIS was not acting itself in this episode. No. And that just kept worrying me. It's like, yes. <laughs> and later we get to an observation outpost. Rose, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're throwing everything at the wall, like I said. Yep. And for those of you who don't know, we're going back a bit to the Panion Rose, which I love that they threw that in. Not my favorite companion, but that was a whole different story. And we have Vinder reporting that nothing has changed until something finally does. Yeah. An inexplicable mass enveloping a planet and stars, and it 
It's making its way towards the outpost. That probably isn't good. No. Okay, so I was thinking that this thing in space right. was somehow the villain Swarm, but that doesn't make sense because then Swarm is in the Arctic Circle killing the man that was there and apparently transforming the woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And that was really confusing, too, because she's like, oh, I feel like I should say thank you. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, Sorry. and we don't get any resolution to who this is. No. Could it be his wife, his sister? What? <laughs> but apparently this could all have been something going way back, much like the doctor. Right. Her identity and memories were completely wiped away. And was she even human to start with? Right. Apparently not. Yeah, they looked like some weird Skeletor kind of... Yes. <laughs> Yaz ends up finding Dan because they managed to make it onto Carbonista's ship. But the doctor, of course, goes to confront him. And I love how she gives like Yaz this like breakdown. Okay, go do blah, 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 blah. And she's like, did I understand that? No, not at all. But I guess I'm going to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, so you finally caught on to life with the doctor. Good job, yes. yes. <laughs> finally. <laughs> it took a while. The doctor disables Carvanista's weapons and ship, and we discover that his battalion is whisking away humans from Earth. But why? And he doesn't exactly want to tell her, which doesn't make sense, because I thought everybody pretty much knew who the doctor was. Right. And it's like, no, he was going to kill him in instead of helping. That didn't make sense. But we find out that he works for Division. Division is something we weren't talking about. Right. Another one of those, what the... So are you like, talking Fine. Yeah, it's a Time Lord organization the Doctor might have worked for before becoming the first Doctor. Right. Which, again, I think I'm going to dig a hole straight into my brain because I'm scratching my head so hard. Yeah. Like, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> and then we hear the cloister bell multiple times indicating the imminent danger. Oh, great, great. Yeah, because we don't have enough happening right now. Right. <laughs> okay, you're going to stress me out like super hardcore. Got it. So Carvanisa reveals that each creature in his species takes on a designated human. That's why we've seen seven billion ships in his battalion situated outside of Earth. They're saving humanity from the incoming flux, a type of hurricane, I guess, ripping through the universe. And there is no time to stop it because it's already begun. What? What? How? 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 Right. <laughs> like, I want to ask more, but it's like, just how? Like, yeah. we've been through to the end of the Earth when, what was it, the sun went supernova? Yeah. But suddenly the flux is in there messing things up. Okay, where... Where are, like, the, uh, oh my gosh, the TVA when we need it? Because right, yes. <laughs> something's not quite right. But we get to go back and we see that Vinder narrowly escaped in a pod before the flux disintegrated his outpost. So I'm assuming he was at least our early warning system. And possibly, yeah. And how his pod could get out of there <laughs> fast enough to escape that is got my head itching awfully. Yeah. <laughs> Then we have Dan and Yaz appear, much to Carvanista's irritation, because I can't believe you let him out of the cage. Apparently, you know, I have to save him. I didn't have to be nice about it. Well, aren't you a joy to be around? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure glad you were saving me. 
And next thing we know, we see the Doctor, Yaz, and Dan flee from Carvanista and board the TARDIS because, well, his weapons all came back online. I guess you're trying to save humanity by, I don't know, killing them? What are you doing? Right. Dan seemed awfully unimpressed by the Tartar's bigger-on-the-inside kind of setting. <laughs> I'm like, huh. Because especially he goes, doesn't he go something like Carvanista's ship was bigger? It's like, yeah. you haven't even seen anything. You've seen, like, one area. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you head over to the pool, okay? Yeah. <laughs> then 30 trillion light-years away, which is pretty far. Yeah. We have a pair of Santarans preparing for battle. Again, there's a big WTF coming from me. Yep. I thought that makes five. <laughs> I thought they were not necessarily friends, but like not on bad terms with Earth. Well, I thought the doctor like one was, deal. but <laughs> I don't think it meant the whole race was. Oh, oh my gosh! And then next thing we know, the TARDIS brings our trio to an empty spot in space and. The doctor opens the door to check out what's going on, and Dan admires the beauty of the universe. Which, yeah, it is pretty cool, because shots like these always remind us of the power of majestic gapism, and just how in-depth they go. Right. So, I, I really love how they... It doesn't have to be a big thing. No. Like, it shows you really quick, like, here's the universe, we're at the edge of your solar system, and there's nothing here until, there, again, there is... Because the cloister bell rings yet again. And Dan's like, what is that? Obviously <laughs> something moving as quickly as that was in space is not normal. Right. And the doctor meets Swarm in another vision instead. Again, what? We're going back and forth with weirdness. Yep. So we have our little Skeletor dude talking to her like in her brain. We don't know how. We have this thing moving through space. We have all of these dog people. <laughs> The Santarans, the Weeping Angels. Okay, are you going to throw in the Daleks and... Cybermen as well, and Ood, and the right, Silence. and throw some in just to screw with us? That's what I felt like was happening. Yeah, it feels like towards the end of Matt Smith's run, yeah. when everybody was there at that planet. <laughs> and with her saying she can feel the universe breaking, great. You know, didn't that already happen? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the TARDIS was stuck in like that exploding moment. But we also get to see her witness civilizations fall prey to the flux, which I thought was interesting because she sees it in her mind, just the flux hitting a planet and people running. Again, very Marvel feel there. Yes. And a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy feelings happening. Yep. Well, I keep saying the swarm. Swarm reveals that they know each other, even though the doctor doesn't remember. And he did a really good job erasing every trace of himself. And he can't wait to mess with her again. It's like, yeah. Because <laughs> we're poised to battle one last time. Great. This is not going to go good. Now, finally, back on Earth, we see Dan's friend Diane, who is waiting for him to go get drinks. And you hear a voice urging her to come to this strange house. And I kept thinking it was going to be a dog, one of those dog people. Right. But apparently, no. Now, you heard this voice, and this is where I was confused, because we see Swarm's, I don't know, wife, we're going to say. Right. Female Swarm. Yeah, female <laughs> Swarm. But was that supposed to be the woman from the Arctic Circle? Yep. Okay. God, now I'm really confused. Because I wasn't confused <laughs> Made it worse. enough. Let's just, like, put it to the power of 13 at this point. 
of my confusion. But we see the doctor on the TARDIS, like, contacting Carvanisa and tells him to organize his battalion to act as a shield of Earth, since he said that's what they do. Yeah. So he, he does, and it works, and, well, it seemed to work, and he was excited, but the doctor's like, yeah, sure, I'll get behind you. Yeah, we know that's going to go over well. Right. Because the doctor tries to situate the TARDIS behind the guard, but the clock flings the TARDIS doors open. So she bangs on the TARDIS control and ends up releasing its energy to combat the flux. Okay, this is a pretty big deal, because we've seen it only, what, the one time when Rose opened the heart of the TARDIS? Yep. And it's like, okay, that's a lot of energy. This should do something. Except it that- wasn't. No. <laughs> the flux just seemed to, like, suck up all that energy, and it's like, woohoo, let's go. Yeah, feed me more. looked worried that. Yeah. And the final moment is us seeing Claire... Survived the Weeping Angel encounter, apparently in the past, because we know they like to do that. Yeah. And the Santarans moving in, and what, didn't he, like, prepare for war or charge? Yes. (laughs) And the end of the universe apparently transpires. What? What? Yeah. (laughs) If I was a cartoon character, I would just have a giant, like, exclamation point and question mark over my head right now. Absolutely. I don't think I've ever been this confused. And that's saying a lot, because Doctor Who will screw with your head. Yeah, but this has got to be the biggest that we've ever seen. (laughs) I think the last time we've had this many aliens was, what was it? When they were at Stonehenge. Right. Right? There may have been one other, but I mean, there was a lot of them there. This is just over the top. Okay, I'm glad we're getting so much because of waiting so long. Right, but <laughs> this was a little overload. Yeah, it's like my my poor brain is fried. <laughs> I don't know what to ha- what to think. No, but I'm like, okay, let's go forward. Let's do this. All right, full steam ahead. We may not know what the hell's going on until the very last episode. <laughs> oh my God, you know what? They would do something like that to us. Oh, of course they would. Are we sure that it's Russell T Davies coming on? Yeah. <laughs> Not someone else. Else, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I feel like, at least it's not like this episode brought to you by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> no, everybody's dead. Got it. This right. is something else. So ultimately, I'm looking forward to being super confused for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I'm hoping that they're not playing it this as early as they did this week, the rest of the season. Right. Yeah, I don't know that yet. Okay, so we want to know how you feel and see if you are as confused as we are. Because we are plenty confused. So shoot us an email at contactus at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. What do you think is going to happen for the season or for the series? Because we know this is the end of Jody's run, too. Yep. So let us know your thoughts on everything. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and review help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying our podcast because there are a lot of Doctor Who podcasts and we are so happy you're joining us on Pod Doctors. So for this episode of the Pod Doctors, I'm Steve. I love being not ready. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And until next time. There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams.
We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Thank <laughs> you.